This is the MBKB with Mark Kashevsky, your place for finding out all you need to know about life insurance and how you can get more out of your money. Coming live from Buffalo, New York, it's time for the MBKB with Mark Kashevsky. Hey, folks. My name's Jeremy. I'm here today with Mark Kashevsky from MBK and Associates Incorporated. And we are here for the second episode of the MBK Beat, where we talk everything life insurance and basically anything you need to know. Uh, Mark is the guy here in Western New York and, and in this region. So we wanted to talk a little bit today about transferring in a, as opposed to a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, which is, you know, seemingly more normal, more widely known. You have a few things that would actually probably net someone a little bit more income and obviously a lot more reasons why someone may do this. But who are we, you know, who 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 should be listening today, Mark? Because I know you you can help a wide range of people, but you know specifically to today's episode, who who should really be tuning in for for some of these bites as we as we enter into today, today's episode? Probably the, the primary focus, Jeremy, would be people that uh, are within ten years of retirement in terms of getting income out of their pension plan. Ideally, someone fifty nine, sixty. All right. Uh, we do work with people that are younger uh, to do some of these transfers. Uh, but uh, from a tax standpoint, making the transfer to a Roth-type strategy really works well for someone right around 59 or 60. Uh, and the reason for that is if you're going to uh, uh, implement a Roth from a traditional IRA or uh, from a 401k-type strategy, uh, you're... Uh, not subject to the 10% premature distribution penalty, uh, which goes away after age 59 and a half. Uh, you still have income tax to pay on this transfer, uh, but you eliminate that, that additional tax. And now what we were going to get into today, this would be uh, an index universal life program? Correct. Uh, you know, in a traditional Roth strategy, uh, uh, and by the way, let me just back up a little bit. Sure. The reason people are looking at this strategy is because uh, do I want to convert to a Roth and pay my taxes today or do I want to pay them later? And uh, the nexus of that question revolves around future tax rates. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in the election. Either tax rates may stay the same or they may go up. But ultimately, when you look at our deficit, you look at all the uh, COVID spending, trillions, we're not talking billions, we're talking trillions of dollars. Ultimately, these taxes are going to have to be paid, and uh, or these, 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 these cash distributions are going to have to be paid. So uh, most people feel that long-term taxes are going to go up for everybody, not just at the federal level, but at the state level. How is New York State going to pay? The, uh, this year, New York State... Before COVID hit, there was a $6 billion deficit that was never addressed. And, and that was before, obviously. That was before COVID. Right. And so uh, you know, a lot of these states are, are, uh, are, are, are in a, between a rock and a hard place. So are, are taxes going up? Most probably. So 
people say, well, if you've got these lump sum of money, if you've got a substantial 401k or IRA, you maybe need to look at doing a conversion today and, uh, you know, getting tax-free income out of your Roth when you do take the money out later. And if you, if you look at the, a, a, a current tax rate, if you take a person who say, whether it's a 30 or 40% tax rate, uh, and you take money out of an IRA when you retire, or you convert it and pay the tax now and take it when you retire, you're going to get about the same income. The question is, if rates go up, that's, that's all, that, that all falls apart. So that's why, that's the primary reason for looking at a Roth. Pay your taxes today when taxes are lower and net more income later on. Uh, the, uh, I can continue. The, uh, the other, but the other issue is, so okay, we, we, we have a Roth IRA now and we address the tax risk. But there's two other risks in any type of 401k IRA or Roth IRA that traditional uh, plans do not address. One is investment risk. The majority of your 401k and IRAs are invested in stock market mutual funds uh, because you want that money to grow, but you also want if there's a 20 or 30% hit to the market. Uh, traditional Roths or IRAs or 401ks do not really address that investment risk issue. And as people get older, they still want to get growth, but you know, you've got to weigh that against investment risk. And then the third the third issue, and as people get older, this becomes a bigger issue as well, is how long will my money last? You know, people look at, if I take a 5% distribution, how long will I last? 6%. A lot of financial planners this day are saying, those numbers are too high. You need to maybe look at a 4% distribution. So you have a, a large pile of money. You're, you're telling me in a million-dollar account, I need to only take out $40,000. So uh, so you have tax risk, you have investment risk, and longevity risk. So a traditional IRA or a traditional Roth IRA only address the first issue. Uh, when you start looking at uh, current insurance products, uh, we can structure uh, uh, some of these products to give you another alternative. And with some of these alternatives and some of my sort of novice research, obviously it was clear that some of the benefits were uh, receiving some of that money potentially before retirement. I know that was one of the um, sort of notable elements. And then obviously the the, the, the lower risk. Um, the last one, sort of greater greater after tax retirement distributions. Can you sort of break that down a little bit for for our listeners, like how that would, because a how would how would maybe getting some of that money before retirement versus an IRA, and then the greater after tax distributions later. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Well, once you convert a Roth IRA, whether it's before fifty nine and a half or after fifty nine and a half into what I call an overfunded indexed contract. Now that, that cash value is available for any reason, not just retirement, okay? Uh, because when we use our, our, our Roth alternative uh, with an indexed contract, uh, we're not subject to any of the Roth rules going forward. Uh, so that's number one. But more importantly, how do we get more money out of a contract? 
Uh, when you look at the same amount of money, uh, uh, if you were to take a uh, million dollars, convert it to a Roth and net 600000 uh, versus taking the million dollars, paying the tax and putting it into our alternative, we're going to generate a significantly higher amount of annual income for life. Uh, we're talking 20, 30% more. Over a longer period of time, but greater well, for life, long term. Well, for a lifetime. Until, until death. Until death and a higher amount. So how can we do that? That's really, you know, what that's the, how can you do right. that? Right. Yeah, I guess that's the magic money. question is how the hell. What's the magic sauce here? Yeah. I mean, well, when you start taking money out of a mutual fund, once you take that money out, that money's gone and you're just getting income on the, what's left doesn't work that way in an indexed universal life contract. And that's what's extremely unique about this financial product. There is not another financial product on earth that can do what these contracts can do. And that is, you know, if we're, if we've accumulated a million dollars after, the, let's say we convert the money at 60, we go from a million dollars to 600,000 after tax, and we let that money grow in it. At age 70, there's a million dollars on the account. And I use those numbers not to scare people, but you can, well, what if I had half, or what if I had 25%, what if I had double? You can just do the math, okay, proportionally. So if we now are at 70, and we converted our Roth to our Roth alternative, we paid 400,000 in tax, now we have 600,000 at age 60, it grows to a million dollars, all right, uh, and we're, we're, we're typically projecting under 6%, about just under 6%, 6 5.67% are some of the calculations we use to get there. In 10 years, you'll have a million dollars. Right now, if you did the same thing in a Roth and got the, uh, a traditional Roth and got that, you'd have the same amount of money. But now we're going to start taking income out. And uh, we show our, some of our calculations with a Roth, you can afford to take out 60,000 a year. Because there's a limit, correct? Well, no, it's no or limit, no. but how do, you, how do you keep that money? Uh, in a traditional Roth, uh, getting between 5 and 6% at 870, you, if you want to keep that money there, you want to keep that income stream there till the day you die, till age 100, it's about $60,000. It's about a 6% withdrawal. Okay, so the Roth will do that, a traditional Roth. We're able to get between eighty and a hundred thousand dollars a year on the same money. It's actually closer to a hundred thousand at the same interest rate. Here's the reason why: is because when we're distributing money to you, we're creating two accounts. We we're, 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 we create what's known as a loan regime on an insurance contract, which makes the distributions tax-free under the tax code. But that money isn't coming out of your account. You're actually using your part of your million dollars is collateral for the insurance company to give you a loan. So we're able to continue to earn interest on the full amount, and that amount continues to grow as opposed to go down. And when you understand that counterintuitive thought, it's a huge, huge difference. That you're getting, you're, you're, we're keeping your account growing, and the money's coming from a third party, the insurance company bank, so to speak, that collateralizes your account, but you've got a loan with the bank, with the, with the, the insurance company, and your money continues to grow. So that's how we can afford to pay you more. And how is that money paid off? At death, because there's an underlying death benefit that extinguishes the loan at death. None of this happens with a mutual fund. 
All right. So because we're uh, because we're able to create a loan regime and get a third party insurance quote unquote bank to loan you the money, keep your investment growing, we can pay you more money because it's fully collateralized and it's only paid off at death. Uh, 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 so it's a from a financial product standpoint, it's a huge, huge game changer. So what would keep, you know, what would keep someone out there listening today from taking a step? Would it be, you know, just sort of intimidation or some of this might be a little bit foreign to someone? You know, what what would be keeping somebody from doing something like this? Or is this sort of a, a, a new a new kind of well, workaround. Well, so it's a new strategy because these contracts 10, 15 years ago didn't exist. Uh, probably about 15, 16 years ago is when these contracts came into being. And over time, they've added contractual provisions and benefits that have created the various uh, contractual provisions that allow me to say with a straight face, this works. Right. Okay, there's... there's, there's Three, three or four contractual provisions in these IUL contracts that are game changers that make this work and prevent it from blowing up. Right. And uh, uh, it's something people just, it's kind of like, uh, I was to use an analogy, you know, 20 years ago, there's something called the internet that nobody knew anything about. Mm-hmm. It was kind of brand new. I mean, my, my daughter... Uh, 20 years ago, yeah, she was in college. 20 years ago, she goes back, well, yeah, 20 plus years ago. Oh, yeah. She was at Georgetown, and we went down for Parents Weekend, and we, had a, we went to a, 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 a lecture on something new called the Internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're still using faxes. Yeah, you know, right. We had car phones, but no cell phones. Yeah. It, you know, it was like, the Internet, what's this? Right. Well, I mean, I mean, that's how new this product is. It's, yeah. a, it's a game changer in the insurance planning field. And uh, um, uh, when people say, well, it's too good to be true, when you, when you drill down and go through uh, not only the numbers, but you look under the hood of these products and see how they work uh, and connect the dots, it, and it's legit. I mean, uh, uh, we can demonstrate this uh, to a client and or to their accountant. Right. Uh, uh, and, and say this is the real deal. Yeah, I think that um, I think that really wraps up. As long as you didn't have any more detail well, there, on the specific one, well, plan, yeah. There's one other thing that changed that uh, these people were looking at this concept a few years ago, four or five years ago. But uh, a fiduciary rule for investment advisors came in that kind of took this idea off the table. Uh, but that rule has changed. In the last year, that makes this uh, uh, allowable under invest, investment advisory rules. So, you know, uh, I wasn't really discussing this concept until about about a year ago, and this really was was considered kosher from uh, uh, an investment advisory insurance. Uh, yeah, right, and and obviously being something that's newer and you were, you were mentioning like the internet, I, I just got me sort of thinking, you know, having been in this industry from before the internet to now, you know, you've obviously seen this from every different angle over the years. And 
you know, seeing something like this pop up has to get you sort of, you know, excited to offer it to someone knowing that it works. I mean, obviously, that's a good feeling when you you sort of see the proof in the pudding. So if somebody wanted to just at least, you know, take a look at something like this, what would it take, you know, to get started? Uh, you mentioned like speaking with an accountant, you know, obviously, well, someone might be a little intimidated to start letting someone in, you know, so what obviously, you would know the answer to that question well, better than me. Uh, uh, you know, in terms of getting this message out, we're really, you know, obviously we have this podcast, but uh, I'm, I'm meeting on a regular basis now with uh, uh, financial advisors who don't do a lot of insurance work, uh, but are licensed to do that, uh, to really get them to understand, really, how can we do this? Because it really does address all these issues of tax investment risk and uh, uh, longevity risk. One thing we didn't talk about is how does an investment investment address the investment risk, and these contracts are designed so that when you put your money in them, you can never lose your principal or earnings. Uh, every year, the insurance carrier earns money on your cash, and they give you the option: Do you want a guaranteed rate, or do you want us to take that net earnings and buy options on the S and P index? And if the index is in the money, you're on the upside. If they're not, everything stays the way it is. Uh, so the worst you can do is zero. And when you look at performance uh, uh, of this con- this concept versus a, a, a mutual fund index account, dramatically better without any downside. So uh, so that's how it addresses the investment risk. But uh, how do we get started? Well, you know, we're, we're meeting on a regular basis with CPAs uh, to educate them on this. So they, you know, they're, they're referring clients to us. But also, uh, if a client comes to us and has a significant investment account, or I have my own clients, I'm telling them about this, say, let me take a look at some of, some of your qualified plan money and show you how this works and see what you think about it. And if you like it, we'll sit down and talk to your CPA about it and get everybody, oh, your financial advisor, and, and you know, get buy-in from the people. Ultimately, it's the client's decision. But, you know, we're, we're here to be transparent and Going back to, you know, my focus is how can we, with insurance planning strategies, whether it's this or some other concept, add value to your existing, uh, you know, uh, environment uh, and put you in a better place. That's all we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without without risk, it sounds yeah, like. Right. It sounds like, you know, with that no loss of principle rather than, I mean, there's a million different ways, I'm sure. And I'm obviously a little bit on the younger side and I'm, I'm learning with every podcast, but it seems as though, you know, that the lack of risk, that would be, if I was a millionaire, that would be obviously something of importance to me. And then, you know, the transparency of something new yet something, obviously life insurance has been around forever, but, you know, being able to work with someone that sort of was around before the internet slash the new era because I had my, my mother worked for years in mortgages around, around Western New York and she retired just, you know, a year or two ago and towards the end of her career, she was having to do a lot of transitional, you know, it was going a lot more from person to person in relationship to just filling out an application online. And then, you know, she would be having to, you know, talk to someone. So sort of in a way, like to wrap up, what, what would you have to say about how, just the world has changed in, in, in the way that relationships are built and established and, and retained, 
you know, since since the beginning of the of your career in this industry till now? Well, at the end of the day, you know, uh, I still think it's a, a relationship business uh, when you're dealing with people's money, taxes, or legal issues. And, um, you know, people want to know, and this is really how I try to run my practice, do, you, do we like each other? Can you trust this person? Um, does he know what he's talking about? And, you know, can he help me? Well, those are the questions we have to answer. And, uh, uh, you, you know, it's really one at a time. And it's not just, do they like me? Do I like them? All right. You know, uh, it's a two-way street. So, uh, you know, uh, our, my business is really meeting people uh, with who have these issues and going through that relationship process, identifying with them how their decision-making process is made, whether they make it, whether they bring other people in, and, you know, kind of hand-holding and, you know, one step at a time. Right. And uh, 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 that's how I've always done it. And, and I think, well, regardless of whether it was 20 years ago or now, uh, that's still the case. And you know, even though we, we're doing more Zoom meetings now and, uh, and uh, electronic business with with, with uh, the COVID situation, I mean, it's still a relationship business. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last comment I would make is that, you know, when we get into this process and start looking at the numbers, we have... You know, we have the software to take a uh, look at this and, and, and validate our numbers. So we're not uh, uh, there. We can we can back other, everything up with showing, number one. Number two, in terms of amounts, you know, I mentioned a million dollars because it's easy to say, well, we get it down to 600, it gets up to a million. Uh, traditional Roth gets you 60. We can get you 80 to 100,000 a year with this construct uh, and also have a death benefit at the end. But... Uh, uh, we're looking at accounts, you know, a lot of them, uh, two fifty, five hundred, some larger accounts. And we're not looking at all their money. We're looking at a portion of mm-hmm. it. It's kind of getting your toe in the water thing. So uh, I leave that for people. You know, that's kind of how we look at it. Yeah. And uh, we're there to work with the other advisors, not to you know be competitors. But we will stand our ground on what we believe. Right. Um, um, which leads me to my last comment and maybe a segue to our, la- our next podcast. Sure, that, perfect. Get in the hang of things. All right. Yeah, that, uh, uh, this is a great concept. It's relatively new uh, uh, from a fiduciary and, and uh, best interest standpoint and client-centered standpoint. We can now you know, comfortably show this to clients and advisors. Um, but also, anybody approaching retirement within 10 years of retirement, if they're not looking at their life insurance portfolio to say, how's it performing? What do I need to do? How can it help me in retirement? They should be looking at it. Set it and forget it is done. And uh, there's a lot you can do. And if you're not auditing uh, your insurance portfolio, you're missing a huge opportunity. And that's something I'd like to talk about the next time. Perfect. That was, I mean, I couldn't do a better segment segue than that. I think that's enough for today. Uh, thanks, folks, for listening in. You can find uh, Mark at mbkinc.co. That's mbkinc.co. Uh, you can reach out via contact form or call. Obviously, anybody interested, I think it's there's there's certain there's certain things that you know you can see value. We're we're, we're a marketing company on my side of things, and and obviously. As soon as we started hearing some of these things, it was it was almost too much to put into an ad or to, to a video or to a website. So I think the podcast model has been extremely valuable to, to be able to dig into some of this, these things. So 
hopefully we can continue, um, you know, providing this, this thoughtful information for the users out there. And like, like Mark said, we'll be back with another episode next, next time where we're going to be talking just about why you should be looking at, you know, your, your, your life insurance policies and the set it and forget it model is a thing of the past. And on that, I guess we'll wrap. Thanks, Mark. Jeremy, thanks for your time. Thanks for your time, everybody. Thanks, folks. We'll see you.